Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners and podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe that it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Chris Martinez, who is the CEO of Dude Agency, where we, where they give digital agencies the people and processes to help them scale profitably. They have operations in Tijuana, Mexico, and have gone from five staff to over 30 staff in just a year. And they are helping digital agencies change the way the, the world perceives Mexico, among many other things. Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me on, and thank you for that amazing intro. So Chris, tell us a little bit more about what Dude Agency is and, and what that your agency looks like today. Yeah, so I mean, you, you pretty much hit the nail right on the head when you were talking about how we partner with digital agencies and we provide them the people and the processes to help them scale and grow profitably. So uh, the agencies that we work with, typically they're really, really good at selling and they're really, really good at strategy. And where they struggle is in the fulfillment and getting the work done. And so they come to us and, and they've basically tried everywhere on the planet. They've gone to the Philippines, they've gone to India, they've gone to Ukraine, you know, everywhere that you can think of, including the States. And most of our agencies are located in, in the U.S. Uh, and so they're like, you know, they just can't find the right solution. And so they come to us. We're based here in Tijuana, Mexico. I like to call it the hidden gem of outsourcing for web design and development. Same time zone. Everybody speaks English. They're just amazing people as well and super, super talented. And we basically give them the, the, the web design and development outsourcing solution that they've always been looking for and never really knew existed. So mm. that's basically what we're doing down here in Tijuana. So um, I want to talk about a few things just kind of uh, about Dude Agency and, and, and yeah. your very, very fast growth. Uh, but one of the things that I said in the intro is that your one of your missions is to change the way the world perceives Mexico. And when I think of 
you know, as, as somebody in the States, right. There, there's a, there's a lot of bad stereotypes about mm-hmm. Mexico, about, you know, safety, about what's going on there politically and just like economically and all this kind of stuff. Can you address that just a little bit in terms of like, oh, why, absolutely. why that works for you guys and kind of how you view that? Yeah. I mean, this is something that I'm super passionate about. So I am an American citizen. I was born and raised in Los Angeles. My grandfather is from Mexico. My mother is actually from Taiwan. So um, it, you'll, it's very rare that you'll meet somebody who's half and half of what I am. So I, I identify, obviously, as an American citizen. I do have Mexican heritage, but I don't even really speak Spanish that well. So, uh, you know, when I came, when I was living in San Diego and I was looking for an outsourcing solution for my own agency and I came across the border, you know, like I was feeling all the, the fear or hesitation that anybody else feels because you don't really know. Like as, and as you mentioned, there's not really a whole lot of positive things that are talked about in the media about Mexico. And actually, if you go to Netflix right now and you type in the word Mexico in the search term, everything that you see will be like narcos and like gang related and violence or like partying or something like that. And Tijuana in, in, in particular doesn't have the best reputation, um, especially when it comes to like technology, right? You don't ever think that there are amazing web developers or even like software developers down here in Tijuana. So as I've come down here and I actually live here now, I've been here for about a year. I love everything about being down here. I love the culture. Obviously I love all of our staff. And I kind of always have rooted for the underdog because in many ways, I kind of feel like the underdog myself. And so for, for us, like a big thing that we are doing here is we are changing that narrative about Mexico and specifically about Tijuana. And we're showing the world, world through every single task that we do, one by one, we're showing people that there is so much more to this amazing city than the negative things that you're seeing on TV. And so I just love the fact that we're able to put our amazing staff uh, and connect them with our digital agencies. And like I said, like ticket by ticket, we're changing that perception. And I just absolutely love when I talk to clients and they're like, oh my God, I had absolutely no idea that there was this much talent down there. So like, uh, you know, uh, uh, in addition to helping out the agencies, I do have, we do have this bigger mission of changing the world through our work. That's awesome. And I mean, I know we have we've got a few of our, our tribe that have started working with your team. And I, I, I can attest to that from our side, right? Like yeah. you guys definitely like ticket by ticket. They're like, oh man, we started throwing work on them and, and, and they're getting it done. And, and you guys have a really tight business model. So you started Dude in, in 2017. Correct. Uh, this going to you know build a, uh, a, an outsourced production agency in Tijuana, Mexico. Mm-hmm. That, that feels like a bold move. I mean, what were some of those challenges oh, that you man. experienced right out of the gate? So um, I'll talk, talk to you kind of like, I'll give you the short version of how I ended up down here. So I started an agency back in 2012. We were building out websites. My entire staff was based in the Philippines. We started from scratch. We didn't have any money. My partner at the time had the team in the Philippines. I was like, great. I had heard about the four-hour work week and outsourcing to the Philippines. And so I was like, okay, Philippines, this is great. So we launch it, we start getting clients. Uh, and then eventually we started needing daytime support because stuff would break. Uh, we needed you know, stuff done faster. And, and nothing wrong with the Philippines. It's just they are, there's the time zone challenge you know, for us. It's 15 hours on the West Coast. And also the power goes out and the electricity goes out or the electricity goes out and the internet goes out along with that. So those 
three things were really, really hurting our customer service. And so by this time, I had moved from LA down to San Diego. And so I'm looking for places to find developers and designers. And like I mentioned, I tried everywhere on the globe. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go see if we can find people down in Tijuana. So I came across the border, basically figured out how to hire people, how to train them. You know, there's cultural barriers, some communication barriers. Everybody does speak English, um, which is fantastic. But, you know, there's just some little challenges here and there anytime you're going into a new culture. And so we figured it out and we took our agency from 50 clients to over 200 clients all in retainer. And it was amazing. And I had, you know, anywhere between, we had like eight staff in TJ um, at one point, but it was usually around like five or six people managing all of these 200 clients that were on retainer. And so I'm talking to my other agency friends and I was like, guys, like you got to try and set up a team down in Mexico. And I had gone the difficult route and I'd actually set up a Mexican corporation which is a pain in the butt. But once you do it, I mean, it's awesome. And so I'm talking to my other friends. And I'm like, guys, you got to set up a team. Like you have, they speak English and the, they're super talented and the rates are really good. And like all these positives that I was experiencing in my own agency, I'm trying to be like the advocate for Tijuana and telling everybody you got to come down here. And for whatever reason, it's just really difficult for other people to do it. And so then that's when uh, I was listening to a podcast of Russ Perry in 2017. If you know Russ Perry, he started Design Pickle. And Design Pickle has grown tremendously. I think they're on pace to do 12 million this year. And they've been around for, I think, five years. So just tremendous growth. So I'm listening to this podcast of Russ. And he's talking about his story of how he started Design Pickle. Now, Design Pickle, they're mainly based in the Philippines. or Their designers are based in the Philippines. And I'm listening to them. I'm like, oh my God, I can totally do this with web development with our team down here in Tijuana and we'll service digital agencies. And so literally like I come up with this crazy idea. I'm sitting at my friend's beach house down in Rosarito Beach, Mexico, which is about an, uh, about 45 minutes south of San Diego. And I'm like, well, what do I call it? And I'd always wanted to name it uh, or come up with a company name that had the ooh sound because I read this book like a decade ago about how Americans love the sound ooh, Google and Yahoo and whatever. So I'm like, what could I call it? I'm like, dude. So, and that's literally how it came out. I started running Facebook ads like the next week and we started getting clients. And I was like, okay, this is kind of proving the concept. This is proving the concept. And we started getting better. And like we had really good internal systems for creating, for fulfilling uh, ticket requests because in the agency, we provided unlimited support. So we would always have to be doing ticket requests. So we would just take everything that we learned from uh, within our own agency. And then now we would try and uh, apply that to Dude. And it was working. And of course, we got better and we started to fix things and tweak things. And, And then in 2018... Uh, that's when we went to the traffic and conversion summit and that's when it just blew up and we went from five to, we finished last year with 29 and now we have over, I think we have 34 right now. So yeah. So it, I mean, it was, it was, it's crazy how we came down here and just, it just kind of blew up. Are, are you still supporting your original agency and those, those clients or is that yeah. something you transition out of? So we have actually a couple Philippine staff and they basically run that whole operation. We've got like, I want to say like 30 to 40 clients that are still on retainer. So, you know, it keeps them busy. Uh, but definitely for the past like two years, my focus has been 100% on dude and growing this. Just It's also just really, really fun. <laughs> so it definitely, uh, it's, it's easy to work in this all the time. So, so five to over 30 people in a, in a short period of time. What are, you mentioned kind of some culture barriers with the whole like, 
going from U.S. to Mexico, or, or I guess really in a way from Philippines, like you were U.S. to Philippines, now you're yes. U.S. to Mexico, and there were some cultural things there. You were inspired by the Design Pickle founder in terms of like model and kind of structure, but like different market, different obvious like value yes. from that that way. But what are some of the things that you struggled with going from five to 30 plus? Well, for one, uh, space. <laughs> so like, how do we house all these people? Um, actually, uh, a month before we went to the Trafficking Conversion Summit in 2018, we moved from a, a, like a small, it was like, I think 800 square foot office to a 2000 square foot office. And I was like, oh my God, like, and this is when we had five people. So I'm like, how are we going to fill this place? It just felt, I remember like the day that we actually opened this new office, we had like two people in each room. <laughs> like it was this big office and there was just so much space. And I remember thinking to myself, like, how in the world are we going to fill this place up? And then little by little, we started hiring people like really, really quickly. So like one of my big uh, objectives as the CEO now is maintaining an amazing company culture. And so we're very, very particular about who we hire. And we hire soft skills over hard skills all day long. And in my experience, maybe you've experienced something similar or different, it's hard to find developers that really care about the clients. And for us, that's so important because we consider ourselves a customer service agency. Like Zappos says, we're a customer service company. We just happen to sell shoes. I kind of take that and I'm like, we're a customer service company. We just happen to do web development for agencies. So we have to find people that really, really care about our clients and that, are, that align with our core values. And so that was a big challenge as we were growing because I had made some bad hires in the past prior to, to starting Dude. So we had to create processes, you know, hiring processes so that we could find amazing people who have the personality and internally like really care about serving others so that we can get the projects done and also bring the people into the company that are going to help us to grow. So that was probably like our biggest challenge was coming up with these hiring processes so that we can attract and retain the best people in the city, I would argue also the country. And you know, we figured that out very, very quickly. So I would say that was probably like our biggest thing that we had to, to figure out. I love that you realized that you were a, a customer service, like customer service that just happens to do like WordPress production and, and, and the skills are second. For our audience, can you give me a couple of examples if, if people aren't really clear on what soft skills mean versus hard skills? That's something that you kind of mentioned that you, yes. you focus on soft skills, not hard skills. So for you, what does that mean? Um, so values, you know, what what is important to them? What are they looking for in a career? You know, are, are they willing to go the extra mile? Um, are they willing to sacrifice? Uh, do they have a teamwork, like a true teamwork at, uh, attitude? A lot of everybody will say, oh, I love working in a team. But have they, do they have past history or examples of how they've sacrificed for a team? I also ask them, you know, um, what makes you happy? You know, where do you see yourself in a year, which is pretty common. But we try and go a lot deeper. And I also relay our mission. So it helps when you have a really strong mission as a company. And you can say, this is what's important to us. And I, I can't. I like steal lines from other people. So I have used the line when we find when we find a really good developer and I say, you know, you can go be a developer anywhere or you can come here and you can change the world. 
And that's a, that I stole that from Steve Jobs. He used that yeah. line when he was attracting the the Pepsi the CEO. Pepsi guy, right? Yeah. You can sell us you can sell sugar water anywhere. You can come here and you can change the world. So I've used that line. And like when people see all that we're doing here and like the passion that we have and the mission, like you end up attracting the people that that want to be there. And just so you know, like we pay at the higher end of our, our of the pay scale, but we aren't like outrageously overpaying people to get them. Because in my opinion, that is only going to attract people who are just looking for the paycheck. So we have amazing perks. So we give them really, really good perks, but our pay is like, you know, higher end of the spectrum, but not like ridiculously like higher paying than anybody else. And so that's also helps us to weed out people that really want to be here and want to be a part of something. You mentioned perks. So what, what are the types of things you do to, to, to get that right? I mean, I mean, you're, you're paying market rates. Yes. Upper end of market rate. Upper end of market uh, rate, yeah. so, so it's not like you're doing perks so that they, you know, that you can like pay them under market rate, right? Um, but what are some of those things you do that you find that are effective and resonate with your team? Yeah, so this is actually fairly Mexico specific um, because the working culture and the business uh, environment down here is a bit different than the states. So one thing that we do is uh, we actively tell them that we are like part of our mission is to empower them to be great. You know, we, we pump up our employees. We say, we hired you for a reason. You guys, you've already passed the test. You know, 30 people applied for this job, like literally 30 people applied for this job and you're the only one who got it. And it's because we believe that you're an amazing human being first and a, and a great developer second. And so part of our job here is to just get out of your way and, and empower you to do amazing stuff. So, um, that's one thing that we do. We have very flexible working hours. So a lot of companies down here, they make you show up at eight o'clock and they make you punch a clock when you go to the bathroom. They make you punch a clock when you're going to go to the, go to lunch. You have an hour exactly. If you're late one minute, they dock you, dock your pay. And I tell everybody, I was like, that's ridiculous. Like, you know, we're all about performance and delivering for our clients. So if you can get that done, you know, on one day at four o'clock or three o'clock or whatever, you know, take the day off take the rest of the day off, just get the work done. That's what matters, you know, and, and deliver for your clients. So that's a big perk that we offer. Um, we do offer double the vacation time. So the standard vacation, and we offered the vacation time after 90 days. So the standard vacation time, I think the, the law requires you to give them five days of vacation time after a year of working. We give them 10 days paid vacation after 90 days. And we're very, very passionate about vacation time. There's three of our employees actually who became best friends here. And now right, right now they're actually in Cancun having a great time. One of the girls is her first time flying on, a, uh, on an airplane. So um, we give them a lot of vacation time. Um, we, we created a retirement program that's similar to a 401k. So they don't have anything like this in Mexico. Um, it's a matching program. So they contribute, we, we match it. Um, and then it accrues over time and they get a nice you know, check at the end when they turn 65. We also have a short-term savings program. They call it a, a Fondo de Oro. And it basically, uh, it's a matching program, but it's just for a year. And so like one of the things that we do that not, not a lot of other companies do is we provide them financial education. So we teach them about credit because most, um, this is something that's pretty prevalent in Latin America. Um, and I experienced this actually as a Mexican American is I didn't get any financial education as a kid. And here in Mexico, they don't really get any financial education either. So we teach them about credit. We teach them about how to buy for a house, how to budget, like all these things 
that we give them in terms of education. Now, when it comes to technical education, any course that they want on like Udemy or whatever, we pay for it out of pocket. They don't even have to, they don't even have to like reimburse us or anything. Like you want that course? Perfect. Here it is. We give them uh, an allowance for lunch. So we actually, they have a grocery card. It's like a, a grocery store debit card. So we load it up with cash every single month. Everybody gets this, um, this perk. And so they can use that for like lunch. And the reason that we do that is because we love our people to, to hang out together. So in any given day, when you come here at lunchtime, you'll see 20 people hanging out, eating, just having fun, right? They become this close, tight-knit family. And so that we created this lunch allowance program, basically, to try and nurture relationships like that within the office. That's cool. So... Yeah. And we do parties and stuff like that. It's just like all these little fun things just to try and get people together and just build this family. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners? Are you currently an SEO agency or an agency that offers SEO services to your clients? I have some exciting news for you today. There's a platform called SEO Monitor that is built specifically to help digital agencies provide more effective SEO campaigns for their clients, ultimately helping you guys make more money and be more profitable. SEO Monitor is the only SEO platform that is actively working for you as an agency. Their platform is laser focused on companies that are offering SEO services to their clients, providing deep insights on keywords, campaign level reporting, and also a topic explorer that's going to help you provide better keyword research for your clients. Their platform understands the dynamics of running multiple SEO campaigns and also managing multiple clients under one platform. One of my favorite tools within the SEO Monitor platform is their forecasting tool. This tool literally allows you to forecast the value of SEO services so that you can go back to your clients and help pitch them on higher value services, which is totally in alignment with everything that YouGurus teaches. SEO Monitor offers a world-class support team, so they're there when you need them, and they have top-level service-level agreements to make sure that your agency is always able to deliver to your clients. If you want to find out more about the SEO Monitor and YouGurus partnership, go to seomonitor forward slash DAS for Digital Agency Show. That's seomonitor.com forward slash DAS. On that page, there's more information about how SEO Monitor is going to help you level up your SEO game, deliver better results to your clients, and become more profitable. There's links out to their free Topics Explorer tool, which is pretty awesome, free for anybody to use, and I highly recommend it. They also have information about their Spark program, which is a $5,000 grant for SEO agencies or companies that are focused on SEO that have been in business for less than three years. So check that out at seomonitor.com forward slash DAS. All right, let's get back to our program. You mentioned you, you know, you you had to spend a lot of time on your hiring processes and in, in mm-hmm. kind of going from, you know, hiring that many people that quickly. Mm-hmm. And I assume that you're going to probably continue to do that. Oh yeah. What are what are some of those things that you've implemented on the hiring process side? I mean, this is part of that for sure, but high level like do you mind mapping out your your process for us? Uh, I'll I'll do it right here. Yeah, I can give you step by step what it is that we do. So um, we put up a job post. Um, we typically will use like Indeed down here. So that alone, finding that was like a huge thing because we didn't know what websites like in the States, Craigslist is super popular. Indeed is also very popular, but they have some other random websites that they use for hiring down here. And we were using those for a little while. So Indeed came along, we found it. It was fantastic. The price is great. So we put a job post on Indeed. Uh, we'll get candidates that reply. 
after we look through their resumes, we send them a standard email. So every position has a template email with a list of questions. Some of those like require sending examples, but we're not just looking at the technical stuff. We're looking at how they respond. Did they take the time to reply with a complete sentence? Did they actually give an answer to the questions, right? So all those little things, those little details were weeding out people because the interview process is the absolute best behavior that anybody's ever going to have while working for your company. And if they can't nail that, my God, what are they going to be like when they're here, you know, working for you for, you know, six months? Yeah. So, so, so kind of paying attention to those, those really small details. Yep. yep absolutely. Instead of having a mindset of like, Oh, that's just a, you know, that's a small thing. We'll overlook that. I think what you're kind of saying is almost the exact opposite. Like anything that comes up during the hiring process, like magnify the intensity of it. You, know, you are essentially looking for reasons not to hire that person. Yeah. That's the way that we approach it. So and, and like, most people probably look at it the very opposite way, which is like they try to convince themselves why this candidate is going to be right. the solution to all their problems. So here, and I'll, I'll get to re the reason why we're so strict in a second. So after we go through the, um, the uh, questionnaire type email, then we'll do a phone interview. And on that phone interview, we're asking some questions. And again, we're looking for how they interact. How's the communication style? Like we have had people that have been rude on the phone interview, which is insane. So obviously those people get discarded. So if they pass that, then we'll give them a, a, a test, like an online test. For a web developer, we use a, uh, a program called testdome.com. We send them an HTML, CSS, PHP, JavaScript test. They have to complete that with a minimum score. If they pass that part of it, then we'll bring them in for an in-person interview. The in-person interview, they're interviewing with four people. Each of those four people are asking them a different aspect. So some, like some person's asking them about values, and other people are asking about technical skills and teamwork. That interview takes anywhere from an hour to two hours. Um, so some people might say that that's fast. Some people might say that that's a long time. At the end of that, the, the interviews with the four different people, the four people who conducted the interviews get together and we talk about the candidate. Were there any red flags? Oh, is there anything that they said that was amazing? Like, do you feel like this person will be a great cultural fit for us? We're looking for reasons not to hire them, right? And we, then at the end of it, I ask everybody, I say, is this somebody that you would want on your team? If any person says no, we discard that candidate. Then I ask, mm. is this person somebody that you would feel comfortable working under one day? If anybody says no, we discard that candidate. So literally all four people have to be in agreement that they want that person on their team and that they can see themselves working for that person one day. After we do that, we give that person, the candidate, if they pass that, we give them a practical test, something that uh, they would have to do as an actual employee here. They have to complete it on a deadline because it's super important. If they miss the deadline by one minute, we discard them. Now, this is the reason why we make them jump through so many hoops. Imagine if you get through, could go through all that and you get to the end and there's one more test. Do you think that that person really wants to work for us? I would say yes. Like there's yeah. no way that you're going to go through all that stuff unless you really want to work for that company. So when they pass the test, you've got a, a, a new employee who is like fired up and ready to go. And when they get hired on, we let them know, like you are literally, you are the best of the best. You beat out 40 other people for this position and we would love to have you work here. And they're excited. Like when they come in here the first day, they're like so excited. They love the atmosphere and like we give them the tour of the office and they get to meet all the people and they see everybody having fun. And then like, you know, in their mind, they're picturing themselves working here for a long time. You know, they're making a mental long-term commitment to our company. 
So I would say that anybody, you know, like that's the type of environment that you want to create for your new hires. Or you want to basically, you know, you want the, the, the new hire to sell themselves on why they want to be with you for years. I love the, uh, I mean, basically you've got a consensus approach with your team. I mean, mm-hmm. having everybody having to be on board with both them being on their team, because it's easy to be like, oh yeah, I like so-and-so as long as they're not on my team, right? I can hang out with them, right? But if, yeah, exactly. if you know, I wouldn't necessarily have them on my team. So I, I love that question. And I, I think that that gold nugget for me is, you know, would, you know, would you be okay with them being your boss? Yep. Because that's, that's a very real possibility with any new hire that you're going to have a, a fast growth achiever or an A player that just like excels through the organization and making them kind of think about that. Like, would I be willing to work under this person versus thinking of them as a subordinate um, yep. and, and approving them in that way? So that's a really cool thought experiment on that. Yeah. I would say one more thing too is, you know, it just kind of reinforces the fact that we're all trying to help each other because to some people that might be a threatening question, you know, wait a minute, what do you mean this person's going to work above, uh, they're going to, they're going to pass me. Like some people are, are, would be scared by that. That would trigger some fear in them. But what we've created here in our company is this teamwork atmosphere where like, we're all trying to help each other. It's not you versus, it's not them versus me. We're all trying to elevate each other and lift each other up. So if they work for, if they become my boss, fantastic, you know? So it's really, really important for us. This has been an awesome kind of deep dive on culture and hiring process. And I think coming from you with scaling up so quickly and having that success, hearing what I've heard about, you know, your, how your team operates from my clients saying like, Hey, dude agency is like, crushing it for us, like hearing it from the other side of the equation. Like, obviously, whatever you're doing is working really, really well. Keep doing it. I I hope a lot of our listeners today took lots of notes or, you know, have lots of thoughts about how they can improve their own hiring process, how they can improve, you know, the culture amongst their team. This has been this has been amazing, Chris. Are you ready for our lightning round? Absolutely. Let's let's do it. All right. What is the best advice you've ever received? Best advice I've ever received is actually a tricky question. You know, I probably have to think about, it's actually indirectly from my father. So my dad died of cancer back in 2007. And what he had told my stepmother that she then told to me like a year later is that my dad uh, was always willing to do whatever it took. He said, I don't care if I have to go on the street and sell oranges to provide for my family. That's what I'm going to do. And so when my, when my stepmother told me those, that he said that, that's something that I've always taken to heart and I'll do anything. Like it doesn't matter if it's going to help us be successful, I'll do whatever it takes. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? <laughs> I would say my success, but also some of my downfalls would be my stubbornness. <laughs> my just like, just, I, I just won't quit. Like I just have this thing inside of me where I'll just keep fighting until I can't walk anymore. And I think sometimes that gets in the way because I'm blinded to the, to the answers. But for the most part, I think my, you know, I guess it's kind of like my pain tolerance too. Like I feel like I have a very high pain tolerance so I can just keep going when I feel like a lot of people would quit. (laughs) Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? 
Uh, I'll just reiterate this one that I mentioned before for hiring, testdome.com, T-E-S-T-D-O-M-E.com. It's a great resource that you can use to test out web developers. And there's a lot of other tests in there as well. All the tests are timed. Um, You pay per test. It's like 20 bucks a test that you send out to a candidate. And that's a way that you can evaluate a lot of their technical skills. Um, and so you just get it all done. It's standardized. So you, everybody's measured the same. And that has been a very, very helpful tool for us. What book would you recommend and why? Gosh, I would say, um, <laughs> well, I want to say the one that I'm reading right now, Leaders Eat Last, but my all-time favorite is um, the Tony Shea book, uh, Zappos and Why Can't I? Delivering Happiness. Delivering Happiness. Yes. Yep. It's such a, an important book for us right now with our where we're at in our company. You know, when I first read it and we only had a handful of employees, it didn't mean as much. But now, you know, a couple of years later and we have 30 plus people and we've grown really quickly, the culture, oh my God, it's so unbelievably important. Yeah. So Delivering Happiness, probably the best book. Very cool. We, we will link out to Test Dome as well as those two book recommendations, the Tony Sai book and the Simon Sinek Leaders uh, Eat Last yep. in our show notes. You can check those out at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. There'll be key takeaways, um, some quotables, lessons learned, and links out to any of the resources mentioned in today's episode at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Chris, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have created, I want to give away a copy of my book to any of the You Gurus fan club out there. So if you go to dudeagency.io forward slash You Gurus, I'll give you a PDF copy of my book. It's called Hacking Mexico. Talks all about how you can hire and find designers and developers down here in Mexico, specifically in Tijuana. So I'm more than happy to give that away to all the listeners. And then if there's anybody out there who's actually looking for help with like WordPress production, um, you can feel free to reach out to me just directly by email. Um, I'm very accessible. All right, try to make myself very accessible. It's uh, Chris, C-H-R-I-S at dudeagency.io. And just, you know, write in the email that you heard me on YouGuru show and more than happy to chat with you um, and talk about how we can potentially help you with Dude. Or, you know, if you have any other questions, you can always just pick my brain. Well, Chris, that's very generous on the uh, the, the free book and also uh, letting our listeners reach out and ask questions and also learn more about maybe what you guys do at Dude Agency. So definitely check that out. Those URLs, dudeagency.io slash gurus and Chris's email address. Both of those URLs will be on our show notes. So if you're on a on the road or on a jog, just check that out at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this when it first came out, it's going to be that very first episode there right at the top. You'll probably see a, a picture of Chris and maybe his dude hat. Uh, <laughs> so you'll, you'll know which one to click on. So check that out, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Chris, thank you so much for stopping by the program today. Uh, Brent, thanks so much for having me on. Hopefully I was helpful. Absolutely. Well, that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Tune in each and every week for more great content coming at you to help you achieve freedom in your business and life. Until then, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. 
Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge is blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.